Hello? 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 Well, I think my microphone is working. Well, anyway, hi. Hello there. Welcome to my podcast. Well, uh, okay, I think it's kind of rude not to introduce myself. Okay, my name is Renzi Bulseco, your resident yap boy Renzi Benzi from YouTube. I've been planning to create a podcast channel since God knows when, but here we are. I finally had the guts to create one. First of all, shout out to my Davao Blog Society fam for encouraging me to create this podcast channel. I'll be forever grateful. You know who you are, guys. Well, anyway, I know this is just one of my creativity outlets, so please bear with me, and I promise to do better in the future. Well, anyway, enough with this chit chat. I've been thinking a lot about my first topic here on my podcast, but since we're into traveling, let's talk about that. However, on this episode, we will not be talking about my favorite travel destinations or my favorite travel moments. No, not just yet. I'll be saving that in my future podcast episodes, but what I'm going to tell you is a story that's not really a happy one, but it made me realize a lot of things about traveling and about life in general. Okay, okay. In this episode, I am going to tell you a story about how I got scammed in Saigon, Vietnam. I told you, this is not going to be a happy travel story. But first, let's have some slick intro. Well, how do you like that, huh? Feels like a TikTok dance challenge. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse for remembering dates. It doesn't really matter whether if it's a bad memory, a good memory, or just a mundane memory. Okay, by the way, the date was September 18th, 2014. Wait, 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 what? That's like almost six years ago. <laughs> oh my God, it feels so old right now. Well, anyway, um. During that time, I was still assigned at Tacloban City working as an air traffic controller, and I was supposed to fly to Manila on the 19th, but two weeks prior to my trip, there was an ongoing runway rehabilitation, forcing the airlines servicing that city to just mount smaller aircraft like the ATR-72 of the Pacific, which I actually flown during that time. So instead of flying from Tacloban to Manila, I was forced to fly Tacloban, Cebu, then Manila. Actually, the strings of unfortunate events already started there. So, yeah. So I left Tacloban around 4 in the afternoon, had a layover at Mactan Cebu International Airport for like 2 hours, and my flight got delayed for an additional an hour. But um, I really didn't mind waiting at Mactan Cebu because there are so many food choices right there. So anyway, in the end, I arrived in Manila at almost 11 in the evening, or yeah, that's, yeah, I think it's 11.30ish, because it took a lot of time to for the aircraft to taxi to the terminal, then it took me like 20 minutes before I, before I finally came outside the terminal building. So there, I spent a night in Manila before my onward trip to Saigon, Vietnam. Anyway, I met up with a friend at Bonifacio Global City, or commonly known as BGC, and since there were no Uber or Grab car services at the time, I had no choice but to take a meter to white taxi. Uh, you know, my gut told me that something was really off, because I really had trust issues when it comes to taxi drivers or taxis in general here in Metro Manila. But 
yeah, going back, I really don't know, but maybe I was tired or hungry or both, and I really had no time to, you know, to to be judgmental during that time. So, yeah, the taxi driver even told me that his meter's calibration was a bit different. I don't know how different that was, but I really didn't pay attention during that time. So, at first, I really didn't mind about his disclaimer, but it was until I realized that how crazy fast his meter went. Like seriously, it ran even faster than Hussein Bolt. Like, what the actual fuck? I was ripped off, and I wasn't even outside my country. Why are you even charging me 200 pesos per kilometer? That's fucking insane. I'm not even flying a Cessna or a helicopter to my destination, and my destination is only like six kilometers from the airport, so why? But. Upon arrival at my destination, I ended up paying like 1,500 pesos, so I had no choice but to, to, to give that amount, and it was a fucking ripoff, like super. The next day, I went to the airport and met up with my travel buddies. My flight to Saigon from Manila was scheduled to depart at around 10.30 in the evening, or that's a Philippine time. So. The storm had just intensified after passing the capital, forcing airlines to cancel most of their flights in the domestic sector. Luckily, our flight pushed through, although we had a five-hour delay. Ugh, I know it sucks, but actually, we weren't the only international flight who got delayed. The gate next to us, a Cebu Pacific flight bound for Jakarta, was supposed to depart an hour earlier than us, but they ended up being seven hours delayed. I don't know why, but yeah. That's how crazy the typhoon was, gripping the entire nation due to cancelled and delayed flights. Later I realized, what if there were no runway works at Takloban, and I still pushed through with my flight to Manila on the 19th? Chances are, my flight would also be cancelled and I'll force to reschedule my itinerary for the next 4 days, which I really, really, really hate. Seriously. If all else fails, I might just cancel the entire trip and sulk for the rest of that year. I don't want that to happen, but it's actually happening right now because of the COVID-19 virus, so... <laughs> oh no. Anyway, going back. Um, while waiting, we were given free food from the airline. And yes, who can't say no to free food? Most especially if it's Jollibee. Like, ugh, one of the best. C3. <laughs> I was still thankful during that time because they provided us with food and refreshments, but, you know, everyone was fucking tired of waiting for the storm to pass. Then they finally called. It's mighty boring time. <laughs> Instead of excitement, we just patiently fell in line, waited for our cue. Each step I took was an agony. I was sleepy as fuck, and by just thinking of our itinerary was already stressing me out. We were running out of time. We were seated at the front row, and by the time I fastened my seatbelt, I immediately fell asleep. I don't care if people would see my funny face after they entered the aircraft. I was super, super tired. My sleep was so deep that I wasn't even aware that the plane had already took off Manila. So that was really intense. The next thing I knew, I heard and felt a loud thump. I thought it was a bad turbulence, but lo and behold, the cabin crew announcement went like this. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just landed at Tansonyan International Airport. Cebu Pacific welcomes you to Ho Chi Minh, Saigon. The dawn was breaking as we exited the terminal building. 
We were super tired, famished, and stressed upon exiting Tansania International Airport's terminal. The sky was slowly turning to an indigo blue hue, as if promising us that we'll be having a great day. Turns out everything was a fucking lie. We were in a hurry because our bus was scheduled to leave Saigon for Muine at around 8 in the morning, which is another 5-hour land trip from Vietnam's largest city. The sky became brighter, and more and more passengers started to fill the once-empty corridors of the terminal's arrival hall. I was so anxious, knowing that we can't afford to waste every single minute. If we miss that bus, we might not be able to buy a new one, or we might have to wait for a long time, putting our plans in jeopardy. Out of nowhere, a scrawny middle-aged man approached us. I thought it was an angel sent from above, knowing that we have suffered too much. We deserve someone better after experiencing some hurdles and hiccups in our trip. Turns out, he was directly sent from hell. Would you like to take a ride somewhere? He asked in broken English, of course. How much a Benten market? My companion asked. 500,000 dongs, said the driver. Okay, we'll take it, my other companion said. We settled for that amount because, according to our research, 500,000 Vietnamese dong is the average taxi fare from airport to downtown Saigon. Things got worse minutes later. It was hell. And the trip was terrifying and agonizingly slow. I felt something's really weird and fishy going on, judging the driver's body language. He occasionally breaks the silence by pointing out some of Saigon's tourist attractions along the highway and attempted to make some small talks, but, you know, limited English. He can't talk that much, unless if he talks in Vietnamese. So our replies were only limited to a flat yeses and noes because, as we all know, we're super tired. I think we were halfway on our journey when suddenly he told us that the fare will be adjusted to 750000 because we were going to pay some tall fees. I mean, like, what the? We're not even that dumb. We know what a Skyway or Expressway looks like. But we chose to be silent. Moments later, the fare price skyrocketed to 1 million Vietnamese dongs. It came to a point that we were conversing in Tagalog because we felt betrayed, to be honest. The atmosphere inside the sedan wreaked animosity and corruption. I, I don't know, I really can't imagine how an old man, how an old man could rip us off, you know? Upon reaching our destination, the driver was very, very adamant, and we got intimidated. Debating was already futile and we had no choice but to pay him 1 million Vietnamese dongs. He sped off and, wow. We were left dumbfounded by this experience. A very, very bad experience, to say the least. Upon arrival at the hotel, we told the front desk about our bad experience. Judging from their faces, they weren't surprised at all. But they offered an apologetic smile. They asked us to describe the car. To our disappointment, we were not totally aware that there were only two legit taxi companies around Saigon. The one that we got was a con artist, a ripper, a liar. Well played, mister. Well played. As the cliche goes, there is always a first time for everything. 
On our first day in Vietnam, we got scanned by con artist. It did not just happen instantaneously. We were tired from our delayed flight from Manila and we were trying to catch the 8am bus to Muine. I know it was our fault to begin with, but if only we assessed the situation and researched more about the con artists in Saigon, and if we became more assertive at some point, we could have averted this situation. But no, with an empty stomach and a sleep deprivation, you can't think clearly. But who knows? What if we were more adamant? What if he had a gun? Or what if he took more than a million dongs? Or what if he sped off to the countryside and kill us? These are just some of the gruesome thoughts that just crossed my mind. I know, I know I sounded crazy or insane, but you'll probably get what I felt during that time. You know what? Traveling is not glamorous, as what people usually assume. What you always see on social media like Instagram or Facebook doesn't really reflect the reality. Behind the scenes, traveling entails a lot of planning, sacrifice, compromise, and most of all, research. That's the most important thing. We would always encounter roadblocks along the way, regardless of its nature. At the end of the day, traveling teaches us to become more vigilant. The more you travel, you get a chance to, you know, sharpen your skills in intuition, sense of direction, frugality, and many more. If you ask me, my first Indochina adventure was a blast, despite this. Now, the question is, would I still go back to Vietnam? Well, duh, of course I would. It's a very beautiful country with rich culture and diversity. Everything's cheap, and the surrounding landscapes are so stunning. And the best part of Vietnam? Their food. Like, I can't just stop raving how good their pho and spring rolls. Believe me, I'm not a fan of vegetables, but when I was in Vietnam, I started to appreciate veggies. And, <laughs> and uh, um, I hope that I made my parents proud because now I eat vegetables. Yay. I'm really hoping that you learned a thing or two on my first podcast episode. Well, I'm actually confident about that. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm actually planning to do more travel-related podcast episodes, so you better watch out for that. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, if you want to read my blog, please visit at www.thetravelingnomad.com. I will try to update that blog more often because, you know, I got lazy writing my travels last year. So when you visit my blog, you might notice that I wrote fewer entries compared to 2018 and 2017. So yeah, disclaimer. Also, in case you missed it, yeah, boy also has a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Renzi Don't forget to punch those like and subscribe buttons so that YouTube will know that I am doing a great job there. <laughs> Thanks y'all for listening and I hope you'll share this podcast to your family and friends. Yay! Okay, okay, so I'm also doing this on my podcast. So yeah, once again, this is your boy Renzi Benzi saying adios amigos. Bye. <laughs>